Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sports Wit. Sports, we talk about sports. Wit, it gets witty with intelligent wordplay. Jesus is my middle name. Jesus is also the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's go. Let's get it. And welcome to episode number 24, Kobe. We made it to episode 24, guys. Episode 24 should have been out a couple days ago, but, you know, it's uh, it's me versus me, but episode 24 is coming out right now, and it's going to get started right now, man. Let's go. We're going to talk about baseball, man. You already know. We're going to talk about the ALDS, the NLDS, football, Giants, Jets, and the Bible talk, baby. Let's get it. Let's get right into it, man. So first, we're going to talk about the Braves versus the Phillies. Uh, you're going to get a live reaction of the game. Highlights that, I, uh, that I'm that i going to watch right now as we talk. Uh, the Phillies won the first game 3-0. Shut out the uh, Atlanta Braves for the first time in this whole season. The first time they've been shut out at home since 2021. So, uh, you know, Phillies got a 1-0 lead. Let's get right into the highlights, man. And this is a crucial game, too, for the Atlanta Braves, man. Atlanta Braves not looking good in game one, getting shut down, shut out for the first time in the entire season, man. You got Max Fried on the mound. And in the top of the first, you got Trey Turner on base already. And the Phillies strike first against Max Fried. In the top of the first, Alec Bohm with an RBI single drives in Trey Turner. And Zach Wheeler, throughout this whole game, is dealing. The man is just dealing. He's got no hits through six innings against the Braves. And in the top of the third, JT Realmuto goes yaya. Wow, JT Real Muto goes yaya for a two-run bomb. Phillies up 3-0 to zero against the NL East champs. Nick Castellanos, top of the fifth, gets on base, steals second. Darno's throw is over the second baseman's head. Sacrifice fly, Bryson Stott. Phillies up. Four to zero. Bottom six. Ronald Acuna works a walk. This is when I actually tuned into the game. And Alzi Albies wastes no time on the first pitch. And he gets an RBI. He gets an RBI single. Was actually a single. Acuna scored all the way from first on a rocket to right field. Next at bat, Austin Riley struck out on a Bad call by the umpire outside. But don't worry, man. That name is going to come up later. Bottom seventh, Matt Olson, Zach Wheeler still on the mound. 91 pitches. Boom. Two-run bomb, Travis Darno. We got ourselves a ball game, folks. We got ourselves a ball game. Braves bats finally waking up, putting some runs on the board, getting to Zach Wheeler, and in the bottom eighth, you got man on third. Austin Riley's up. 
Huge spot for the Atlanta Braves. Jeff Hoffman. Slider. No doubt about it. Austin Riley. Two-run bomb. Takes the lead in the bottom of the eighth. Five to four. For the first time in this series, the Braves have the lead. Top ninth. Bryce Harper. One out. Nick Castellanos up. There's a drive to center field. Michael Harris with a fantastic play. And he's got a chance to double up Bryce Harper. Ball gets by Ozzie Albies. Austin Riley with the backup. Shoots to first. Ball game over. NLDS game two over. And the Braves win 5-4. to four. Zach Wheeler, 6.1 innings pitch, 3 hits, 2 earned runs, 10 strikeouts. Austin Riley with the go-ahead 2-run homer to give the Braves the lead in the bottom of the 8th, the biggest hit of the game. And, of course, that play by Michael Harris in center field doubling up Bryce Harper. And you, you question Bryce Harper's decision. If if you're seeing it from Bryce Harper's perspective, you want to score. This is this is a ball that's hit very hard. This is a ball that's hit hard. Michael Harris made an incredible catch, and Bryce Harper he just wants to score from first. The way I look at it is is it's just bad base running. You know you got to stack the lineup with the Philadelphia Phillies. You got to trust your bats, man. You got to trust your bats that they're gonna bring you home, even though you know you're on first. I know it's a drive. You want to score. You want to tie the game. But you got to trust your hitters at this point, man. Huge, huge mistake. Horrible mistake from Bryce Harper. It might have just saved the whole Atlanta Braves series. I mean, Atlanta Braves season because they got huge momentum coming in to game three. Crucial game three. Series is tied one to one. And it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. You got Bryce Elder on the mound and Aaron Nola, who's on the mound. He threw game one. Phillies are not playing no games. Citizens Bank Park, they got home field advantage. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a crucial game three. My my predictions, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be another close game. You know, they got Aaron Nola on the mound. But I got the Braves coming out with this one. I got the Braves coming out with this um, this one. And going up 2-1. to one. But it could easily be the Phillies because they got their ace on the mound. And he shut down. He shut down the Braves offense last time out. Last time out against the Braves. Aaron Nola. Oh, Aaron Nola didn't even start game one. It was Ranger Suarez. I'm bugging. Sorry, guys. My mistake. So they haven't faced them. You know what? I got I got the Braves, man. Their bats, their bats are finally up. They, they finally got some runs on the board. They only got four hits last game, but they scored five runs. They hit uh they had two bombs, two crucial bombs from Darno and, and Austin Riley. So, you know, you got two guys waking up. Olsen got on base. Acuna hasn't gotten a hit yet in the series, but, you know, he's getting on base. 
He's he's causing havoc on the base pads. He's scoring from first on a ball on a line drive to right field. Trey Turner did have trouble uh, securing it in the infield, and that that's what allowed uh, um, Ronald Acuna to score from third. But that's good. That's a good sight to see. You got Ronald Acuna on the bases, and you got the Braves putting up some runs. I got the Braves winning this game. It could it could be by a lot. It could be by a little. I don't know, man. I, but I got the Braves winning this game. I think it's gonna be a close game. I got the Braves sneaking out with a win against the against the Phillies in Philadelphia. Next series we're gonna talk about is the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. Diamondbacks won the first game by a huge margin. They clearly Clayton Kershaw couldn't even get an out. Diamondbacks won game one, 11 to 2. And game two, here we go with the highlights for Dodgers versus D backs. Game two. Tommy Pham, hot as heck. Man on first and second, no outs. Oh, a single. A single, bases loaded. Corbin Carroll doesn't score from second, but Christian Walker comes up. And he hits a drive to center field. James Altman with a nice catch. Sack fly. Diamondbacks on the board. They strike first. One to zero. Gabriel Moreno up. 23rd pitch from Bobby Miller. Ground ball, another run scores. 2-0 Diamondbacks. Then we got Lourdes Gurriel. Man in scoring position. He hits a line drive to center field. Tommy Pham is going to score. And it's 3-0 in the first inning. Dodgers is having trouble getting out of the first inning. Bottom fourth, J.D. Martinez is up. And he goes Oppo Taco with a bomb to get the Dodgers on the board. Finally, it's 3-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth. Diamondbacks up. Putting his hands in, going to the other side. J.D. Martinez, just a reliable hitter you can count on in the postseason. Miguel, Hor- Miguel Rojas is up. He didn't like the call from the umpire. Stood in the box. He gets his base hit. Man on first and second in the bottom of the fifth. Mookie Betts is up. Mookie Betts is up. And he forces out to second. Man on first and third. You got Freddie Freeman up. Two down. Bottom fifth. Huge spot. Full count. Locked him. He buckled him. Zach Galen buckled him with the slider. Strike him out looking. Inning over. Top sixth. Ryan Bracier comes in. Lourdes Gurriel hits a drive. Left field. And that ball is gone. A home run. Lourdes Gurriel. Two RBIs on the day. Another bomb. He went down and he got that one. Bottom six. Kike Hernandez is up. Bases loaded. Huge spot. And he hits an infield 
hit. He gets an infield hit. Dodgers score is four to two. Bases loaded. Dodgers aren't able to do anything else. Bottom ninth, Colton Wong with a drive to right to center field. Corbin Carroll catches it. Inning over. NLDS, game two over. And the Dodgers are down against the wall. Down in the hole. Two to zero. Diamondbacks shocking the world. Taking a 2-0 lead against the Dodgers. Cattell Marte, two for five. Corbin Carroll, one for two with three base on balls. Tommy Pham. Two for five. He's batting 389 in the postseason so far. Man is just killing it, man. Dodgers, Mookie Betts, 0 for 4. He hasn't gotten a hit in the postseason. Freddie Freeman, 1 for 4 with a, with a huge strikeout. Will Smith, one of the best hitting catchers, 0 for 4. You know, you just can't be having games like that from Mookie Betts. Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, J.D. Martinez doing everything he can to keep the Dodgers in it. But you got to blame the starting pitching. You got to blame the starting pitching for the Dodgers. Bobby Miller, 1.2 innings, four runs. I mean, three runs, four hits, two base on balls. You know, he's got, you just can't be having that. You need, you need five strong innings from this Dodger starting pitching. You know, and the Dodgers have have been uh, have have taken a hit in the starting pitching. They lose, they lost Julio Arias towards the end of the season for a domestic violence case, domestic violence allegations. You got Walker Bueller, who's still recovering from Tommy John. They shut him down for the whole season. Bobby Miller, who was their horse for the whole season, can't even make it out the second inning. Clayton Kershaw, future Hall of Famer, but vintage postseason Clayton Kershaw that he can't do nothing. In the playoffs. So you, it just hurts to see, man. It hurts to see Dodgers not getting nothing going offensively. Dodgers got no pitching. And it's going to be tough for them to win. It's going to be tough for them to win. They play today to avoid the sweep in Arizona. They got Lance Lynn on the mound. Brandon Fat on the mound for the Diamondbacks. And the Diamondbacks are hot right now, guys. It's really tough. Not to root for the Diamondbacks right now. Let me see Lance Lance Lynn's stats. His last his last his last couple starts. Lance Lynn on the year. He's 13 11, 5.73 ERA. His last seven games, he's 4 and 2, 39 innings pitched, 27 earned runs. 6.2 ERA. That's not good splits. That is not good splits at all. I mean, his last game out was against the San Francisco Giants. He went six inning pitch, gave up two, struck out four. And from the looks of it, from the looks of Lance Lynn's number, I'm going to give it to the Diamondbacks. I think the Diamondbacks are going to clinch and sweep the Dodgers and head on to the NLCS. The Diamondbacks just are 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 hot right now. Corbin Carroll is having a great, great start to the postseason. He's reached base in most of the games that he's played so far. I mean, most of his at-bats. 
Cattell Marte, Tommy Pham. You know, these guys are just hitting the ball, man, and they're not missing. They're not striking out. And that that's what win that's what the that's what wins you ball games right there, folks. Not striking out. Not striking out with men on base, putting the ball in play. I think the I think the Dodgers are done. Diamondbacks going to the NLCS. Next series up, we got the Twins and the Astros. Hey Siri, stop! Look at look at Siri. Like, what's up with Siri, yo? She trying to get into the conversation. You see, they listening to us, guys. They listening. They always listening, yo. Now nah, let me stop. Let's not get a. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but Dodgers, I mean, not the Dodgers. Minnesota Twins, Houston Astros. That series is tied one to one. That series is tied. Matter of fact, sorry, I'm I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm a little distracted. Um, that series, the the Houston Astros are up two to one. They lost game two, six to two, but they won game three, nine to one. They got fourteen hits. They got nine runs. They scored four runs in the first inning. Let's watch those highlights, man. We're gonna watch those highlights. Not gonna watch game two highlights. But we're going to watch uh, Game 3 highlights. First inning. Kyle Tucker leading off. Actually, Kyle Tucker, man on second and third. One out. He's up. Jose Altuve gets on base. Jose Altuve scores. Astros up 1-0 to zero in the first inning. Jose Abreu's up. Man on first and third. There's a drive. Deep left field. And that ball is gone. Jose Abreu with a three-run bomb in the first inning to get it to a commanding 4-0 lead against the Minnesota Twins. Top fifth. Sonny Gray still out there. Alex Bregman at the plate. And he goes yaya. Top fifth. Alex Bregman, he's going yaya against Sonny Gray. I'm surprised to see Sonny Gray out there for the fifth for the fifth inning after allowing four innings in the first inning. Kind of surprised to see him out there. But then again, if you're the Twins, who else are you going to put out there? Christian Javier in a tough spot in a jam. He's been so he's been good so far, but he's got some traffic. Got Jorge Polanco up. Switch hitter. Man on first and second. Questionable call. Questionable call. Jorge Polanco check swing. Astros calling for a foul tip. Here's the replay. Ooh, that was a foul tip. That was a foul tip. That was a foul tip. He should be out. Nonetheless, Javier bounces back, bases loaded, strikes out Max Kepler, two down, huge strikeout. Now you got Royce Lewis up there, hottest hitter, Christian Javier, one-two count, and he strikes him out. Wow. Huge strikeout from Christian Javier off of Royce Lewis with the bases loaded. 
And that's that's it right there, man. That that's your momentum killer right there if you're the twins. Like, how could you bounce back from that? Bregman up to back in the top six. Man on first and third. He's gonna get a base hit to right center field. Jeremy Pena is gonna score five to Wait, what was the score? Five to I don't think they scored yet. 6-0. And there they finally score in the bottom of the six. Man on first and second. Castro. Don't even know his name. Don't even know his real name. His full name. He gets an RBI single to get the to get the twins on the board. Next batter, Royce Lewis grounds into a double play. Inning over. Huge play from Jeremy Pena as he made a diving play. Flipped it over to Altuve. 6 Four, three, double play. Inning over. Top ninth. You got Jordan Alvarez is up. He's not trying to strike out. 2-2. Two, two, fastball. Gone. Seven. One. Astros. And that was a no doubt about it. I saw that live. He's on one. And Jose Abreu comes up, man on first, and he goes gone. 110 off of the bat. His second home run of the game. 9 to 1 Astros. And they take a 2 to 1 series lead in the ALDS. Game over, NLDS. I mean, ALDS, game three over. Astros looking to clinch today. They're looking to clinch a trip to the ALCS. On to the Rangers. And or I, I, I don't even have to say much about the Astros. They got championship pedigree. Their heart slowed down. Their heart slows down when crucial moments. I got the Astros winning it, man. I got the Astros winning it. If the Braves aren't winning it. The Braves aren't doing nothing. I got the Astros winning it. Because the Astros in the playoffs, they're just like different animals, man. They they get warm, they got they got ice cold blood in their veins. You know, these guys these guys just were made for the playoffs, man. This is a dynasty, man. A lot of people might not agree, but this is a dynasty right now that we're experiencing. On to the next one, Rangers versus the Orioles. Rangers win game two. They freaking smoked them in the first in the first two innings. In the top of the fourth, it was nine to two. Nine to two in the top of the fourth. And that's it. It was game over from there. It was game over from there. Baltimore ends up losing 11-8. And yesterday was Game 3 in Texas. Game 3 in Texas. Nathan Avaldi on the mound. I had Texas all the way. I had Texas all the way going for the sweep. Nathan Avaldi is just a different animal in the playoffs. Corey Seager in the bottom of the first. 
first. Hits a solo homer to get the Rangers on the board. After a 1-2-3 from Nathan Avaldi. Corey Seager goes yaya. Gives the Rangers a 1-0 lead. Bottom second. You got Marcus Simeon at first. Corey Seager at first. I mean, at, uh, you got Marcus Simeon at second. Corey Seager at first. They intentionally walk Corey Seager to face Mitch Garver with the bases loaded. And he hits a two-run double. Down the left field line, two-run double. Mitch Garver, after he hit a grand slam with the bases loaded last game, I don't know why you're pitching to this guy. I guess you don't want to pitch to Seager, but that guy, come on, man. That guy hit a, hit a grand slam last game. Adolis Garcia comes up, man on second and third, and he hits a drive. Left field, no doubt about it. And that's it, guys. The game is over. It's 6-0. to zero. Cleveland is up. This game is just is done. There's, there's, just, there's just nothing left. Six to one. Right there at this point, I just knew the game was over. Nobody's going to touch Nathan Avaldi. He's a different animal in the playoffs. The numbers speak for himself. Nathan Avaldi is just a different animal in the playoffs. This game, he went seven innings pitched. Five hits, one earned run, seven Ks. That brings his postseason. That brings his postseason ERA to one point three two in this postseason. He's got two games pitched. He's got two wins. He's got fifteen strikeouts. Nobody is touching this guy in the postseason. We are witnessing one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Witnessing one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. Bottom six. Nathaniel Lowe. Gone. A home run. Seven to one Rangers. I mean, need I need I keep going more after what's happening? Long story short, Texas Rangers, their lineup is deadly. Nathan Navaldi is shut down. Guys, the Texas Rangers have a really solid chance of winning this whole thing. That lineup is stacked. That lineup is hot. They got pitching. And they're missing two more pitchers. They're missing three pitchers. They're missing John Gray and Max Scherzer, who could potentially return for the championship series. And they're missing Jacob deGrom. You know, Jacob deGrom is out for the season. But, like, the Rangers are going to the ALCS after sweeping the number one seed in the American League, Baltimore Orioles. Hey, good season for the Baltimore Orioles. They'll definitely be back. I think they're going to win it in, the, in, like, the next two years, the Baltimore Orioles. I think they're going to win the championship. Adley Rutschman had a bad series, bad playoffs. As he only got one hit in his uh in his uh in, in, in his his postseason debut. 
He got one hit. But Gunnar Henderson tried his, tried his best to keep him in it. He went three for four. Surprising to see Jorge Mateo not in the starting lineup after he went four for four a couple days uh, for game two. How is he not in the starting lineup after he goes four for four for you? That's a questionable move from the uh, from the Baltimore Orioles. Questionable to not put him in after he went four for four. That's pretty tough. But the Rangers on to the ALCS. Rangers have a solid chance of winning this thing. You know they got good hitting. They got Corey Seager. Corey Seager's a monster. He set the record for most postseason walks in a game. He got five. He got walked five times in game uh, in game two. So it's gonna be a good series. It's gonna be a good series. I'm assuming it's gonna be the Astros and the Rangers. The Battle of Texas. Battle of the Wild Wild West. Down over there, down in Texas. <laughs> but uh it's gonna be a fun one, man. It's gonna be a fun one. Today is Wednesday. First game up is gonna be the Braves versus the Phillies at 5 p.m. Then you got the Twins versus the Astros. And then you got the Dodgers versus the Diamondbacks. So two teams can clinch today. Two teams can clinch today. Tomorrow is going to be game four. For, for the Braves and the Phillies. If necessary, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. But I think that series is going to end today. The Astros series is going to end today as well. And uh, it's just going to be the Braves and the Phillies. Um. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good baseball. Tune in. Let's get into football. We're gonna get into football. Dolphins versus the Giants. The Giants come in one and three this season. They haven't scored a touchdown in the first half this whole season. The New York Giants. Through four games, haven't scored a touchdown in the first half. They've been outscored in the half 77-9 to this whole entire season. Saquon Barkley is still out. And three starters from the O-line are also out. They've drafted, and here's an important stat. They've drafted five O-linemen in the first three rounds since 2020. They've had 32 different combinations since 2022 at the offensive line position, which is the third most in the NFL. And they allowed 11 sacks in the last game against the Seahawks, the most in Giants history. Talk about O-line struggles. Tua Tagovailoa, he ranks number one in passing yards. The first in passing attempts and second in pass long touchdowns. And the Dolphins, they also convert 78% of the time in the red zone. So let's get into the let's get into the game. In the first so we'll go we're gonna go through drive 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 by drive. You know how we do it. Giants get the ball first. Isaiah Hodgins gets a first down on the first play. But then they punt. Nothing done there. Dolphins first drive. 
The first play is a 25-yard run from David Achan. Achan. Achan is his name. Is his name. The first play from the Dolphins is a 25-yard gain from David Achan. Another first down from Jalen Waddle. Another first down. Dolphins just moving the ball effortlessly down the field. Touchdown, Jalen Waddle. The Dolphins are 20 for their first 22 in first drives this season so far. So that means out of the 22 times their first drive, they've scored 20 times. They've scored 20 times. Crazy. Crazy. Talk about that offense, man. That offense is looking dangerous. Looking like the best show on turf. <laughs> I got that from the, uh, uh, well, they call it the 2000 Rams or the 99 Rams or 2001 St. Louis Rams. They called those guys the best show on turf. But this, these, this Dolphin team is just stacked. The Giants' second drive. The Giants looking for their first touchdown of the half this season. Giants get a big run game, but has to come back after a holding call. After the holding call, you got a first down from Sterling Shepard. Giants running the ball a lot and getting... Giants running the ball a lot, and they get the first down on a QB sneak. Slayton first down. Daniel Jones gets sacked. 55-yard field goal attempt, no good. So another empty drive by the Giants. Dolphins get the ball back. Tyreek Hill gets a first down. And then we got a fumble! Fumble forced by the Giants! And the fumble recovered by the Giants. Giants defense gets a huge turnover, and Giants offense looking to respond and build on the momentum. Huge drive for the Giants, man. If you want to have a competitive game, you got to score on this drive. This is probably one of the most important drives of the game. Your defense gets a stop for you. Your defense gets a stop. You got to score. You got to score. Especially against this offense. You know, let's see how they start off this drive. Mostly runs up to this point. They've been running the ball a lot, not trusting Daniel Jones, not giving him time, you know, to throw. They've just been running the ball. So this drive, they start with a wide receiver screen and it's blown up. It's blown up. Loss of yards. Third and three. The pocket collapses and Daniel Jones... Daniel Jones tries to make a play, but he gets smoked. Daniel Jones tries to make a play on third and three outside of the pocket after it collapses, and he gets smoked. Dolphins force a punt. The Dolphins third drive, first down after. First down to Tyreek Hill after pressure got to Tua, but he stepped up in the pocket and dotted Tyreek Hill. 
Next play, 76-yard run for David A. Chan for a touchdown. And man, is he fast. Man, is he fast. He had the fastest 40 in this past combine. Three plays. Three plays for 95 yards for the Dolphins on that drive. Three plays for 95 yards on the Giants' defense for a touchdown. The Giants can't stop a nosebleed. They can't do anything. They can't do anything right. Giants get the ball back. This is their fourth drive. Darren Waller gets a first down. That yo, he he's got to be big for us, man. He's got to be big for us. Dolphins get an offsides call. Another chance for the Giants. Fourth and inches. QB sneak first down. Back to backs false starts on Easy Duel, one of the linemen for the for the Giants getting back to back. False starts, like horrible. Then Waller gets a first down, but then Waller unable to secure a touchdown after a good play from Xavier Howard disrupting the pass. Jones is sacked on third down. 49-yard field goal attempt is good. <laughs> Giants finally on the board is 14-3 Dolphins. The Giants, they just can't score a touchdown in the first half for nothing. They can't score in the first half for nothing a touchdown. Dolphins on their first, on their fourth drive. First play, wide receiver screen for Tyreek Hill. He got a 65-yard game. David Achan gets a first down. He's running all over us. First and goal for the Dolphins. Pick six! Pick six! 102-yard pick six for Jason Pinnock. The first touchdown of the half in the season, and it comes from the defense. I mean, wow! That just shows you how bad it is for the Giants offense right now that they can't even score a touchdown in the first half of the seed in the first half of a game in any game but the Giant but the defense the defense the defense scores the first touchdown of the half for the Giants this season. Shout out to the defense, man. We've mostly seen the defense on the field uh, most of the time and game one, they were just smoked. Game one, they got smoked. Second game, they got smoked in the first half. But the second half, they locked down. Third game, they against the 49ers. It was it was pretty solid. You know, they, they held their ground. You know, they did what they could. They nah, not really. Just the tackling. Thibodeau was not not getting enough pressure. Nobody's making a play for them. But Jason Pennock secured the first touchdown of the half in the season for the defense. 
14 to 10, Dolphins up. Defense keeping us in this game. The defense keeping us in this game. The fifth drive, 140 left in the half. Back-to-back first downs, another first down. Dolphins moving the ball like nothing. But Kayvon Thibodeau gets a huge sack, his fourth of the season, at the red zone. The field goal is good. 17-10, Dolphins up at halftime. Dolphins get the ball back on the verge of a three and out. In their sixth drive, two attack of Viola connects with Tyreek Hill on a 69-yard touchdown pass. Easy money for the Dolphins. Like, they could just score at will on this Giants defense right now. And from the mistakes I saw, from the fumble I saw, it was just, you know, silly mistakes from Tua Tiger Viola. That pick six, he held the ball too long. He held the ball too long and he made a mistake. Bad throw. But other than that and that fumble, the Dolphins could literally score the ball whenever they wanted to. They could literally score the ball whenever they wanted to. Their running backs were running all over the Giants' defense. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't stop them. They couldn't keep them in between the numbers. They were just getting dusted outside of the numbers. And the Dolphins were just running all over this defense. And the Giants couldn't do nothing about it. Giants gets the ball back. Giants get the ball back. It's their fifth drive. Darren Waller, first down, his fifth reception. You'd like to see that connection, you know, growing and stronging and, and getting stronger. Daniel Jones scrambles for a first down. Third and six. Daniel Jones throws a bad ball to Wandale Robinson. And the Dolphins force a punt. <laughs> David Achan, first and first down. He's been running all over this, all over this Giants defense, man. We're gonna I'm gonna read you his stats right now. He was running all over this Giants defense, and it wasn't even funny. He was just killing them. But prayers up to him. He's in the IL right now. He's got he's banged up right now with his knee. David Achan, 11 attempts, 151 yards. Per attempt, he averaged 13.7 yards. Raheem Mostert, 10 attempts, 65 yards, one touchdown. It's just crazy, man. Just crazy how stacked that offense is. Giants did no chance. David H on the Dolphins sixth drive. David H and gets a first down. Interception by Okikiri. I don't know how to say his name. Okariki. 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 Okariki with an interception. Okariki with a huge interception and. You know, even though I've I've been saying, you know, the Giants, like the Dolphins could score whenever they want. That was just another that was just another mistake from Tua. You know, he lobbed the ball over and it was just a bad location. Okariki comes up with the with the interception. But, you know, the Giants defense actually, you know, they they got some stops. 
They got some stops. And I think if you just had better quarterback play, better offensive play by the Giants offense, they might have had a shot at winning this game. Might have had a shot at winning this game. But that O-line couldn't stop, couldn't block. Evan Neal. Did you guys did you guys hear Evan Neal's comments? Like, I want to read, I want to share you, I'll show you his comments after the, after this, after this. It's Evan Neal, man. He's, he's on one. He's on one. I'll show you, I'll show you his comments, but he's done, man. He's done. That guy is done. So the Giants get the ball back after the interception by Okereke, and they continue starting the drives with a run. You're paying a quarterback $40 million a year to hand the ball off. The Giants literally have more possess- more time of possession this game because they're constantly running the ball. They're constantly running the ball. They're not giving Daniel Jones a chance to pass. He's not throwing the ball up. He just He's getting beat up out there. He's getting beat up out there. Giants get the field goal. The attempt is good. 24-13. Dolphins. On the Dolphins A drive. Oh, it sounds like a bro it sounds like a broken record, man. David A. Chan, another first down. Dudes running circles around the Giants, man. Mostert, first down. Another first down. Mostert, 23 yard gain. David A. Chan, first down. First and goal. Mostert. Mostert touchdown. <laughs> Like literally the 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 way I just said it is how fast they scored because these are literally the two probably the two fastest running backs in the league right now and they're just running circles around the Giants. They just ran it down the throats of the Giants defense. 501 yards so far for the Dolphins. Giants' seventh drive, they start off with a pass, nothing going, three and out. <laughs> Dolphins' ninth drive, three and out. And I can't remember if the Giants forced forced the three and out this whole game. Giants' defense, I can't, I can't, I, I don't, they did not. They did not force a three and out this whole game until the, until the Dolphins' ninth drive. The Giants' eighth drive, Daniel Jones is sacked for the sixth time, and he's walking off the field with a with a with a neck injury. Tyrod Taylor's in. He comes and he scrambles for a first down. Daniel Jones is out for the rest of the game after a neck injury. Field goal attempt is good. Thirty-one to six. Dolphins are up. Dolphins' tenth drive. Three and out, back-to-back drives, forced. Back-to-back three and outs, forced by the Giants' defense. The Giants' ninth drive, Tyrod Taylor gets in, and I'm not even going to read that. The Giants lose this game, 31-16. to Dolphins go to 4-1, and their best start since 2003, and Giants fall. To one and four. My overall thoughts in the game. This isn't fun. This is not fun. You know, I thought I thought you're supposed to enjoy your job. 
I mean, you know, I chose this job because I love sports, but I don't love this. I'm not enjoying this at all. It makes me feel self-conscious. I can't even root for anyone because I feel like I'm bad luck. The first time I actually tried to be a fan of New York teams, and this is what happens. Yankees and Mets, championship aspirations this season. They don't even make the playoffs. Giants and Jets, championship aspirations. The Jets lose Aaron Rodgers for the season, and the Giants suck. Saquon Barkley can't stay healthy. Andrew Thomas, highest paid right a left tackle, can't even be healthy. Can't even be ready for the start of the season. Couple other guys out for the for the uh, for the Giants O line, and they're just making they they got people from the practice squad on this O line, you know, and it's just not looking good for the Giants after that year. That last year they had good. It it finished horribly, but you know it had a good year. They had a solid year. They made the playoffs, but it's just not it's not fun. It's not fun. Daniel Jones has got to be better. He, he cannot be getting paid $40 million to hand the ball off, man. Make a play. Make a play. Make a play, Daniel Jones. You got to make a play, bro. Give your, give your receivers a chance. O-line, you got to give them some time. You got to get my boy some time, man. You have to. Defense. Defense tried their best, you know, to keep it. But this is a loaded offense, you know. What can you do? Defense is playing their heart out, man. The Giants don't just have nothing good going for them right now. Saquon is not even in talks of coming back this Sunday uh, against the Bills. Daniel Jones is questionable, so Tyrod Taylor might get the start. It's just not looking good at all for the Giants, man. And I don't even want to talk about it no more, man. Let's go to the Jets. Probably one of the most important games for the Jets this season as Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Giant for the Jets, is going against his former team that he coached last year. And Sean Payton made some very strong comments about his performance last year he said and I quote that was probably one of the worst managed teams in the history of the NFL and they got some bad blood Aaron Rodgers was like keep my coach's name out of your mouth there's no need for that and it's a revenge game just looking to build off of a confident performance by Zach Wilson It'll be very interesting to see how he looks coming off that game. Also, the Jets have the number one red zone in the defense this season. So we're going to go drive by drive. And let's get it. The Jets get the ball get the ball first. They start off with a run. I hate seeing that. I hate that. I don't like seeing that at all, man. When they start off with a run... They start off with a run, and it's for loss. Last week, they started off with a play-action pass. But, uh, you know, this week, they start off with a run, and it's for loss. Three and out. Jets haven't been able to score in the first quarter this season at all. However, the Jets, after the, after the punt, the Jets able to force a fumble on the punt returner, Mims Jr., 
What a play by the Jets special teams. Jets got the ball back. Jets second drive. They have great field position. First down to Alan Lazard. Good throw from Zach. First and goal. And they can't get the touchdown. Jets attempt a 30-yard field goal, and it is good. And for the first time this year, the New York Jets score in the first quarter. The Broncos' first drive, Russell Wilson gets his first down scramble. First down on a 38-yard run by McLaughlin. C.J. Mosley gets a penalty. Broncos first down. Touchdown to McLaughlin off of a broken screen pass. So the Jets get the ball back on their third drive. First down, Brees Hall. They forced a punt. Broncos second drive. The Jets defense forces a safety. Huge play for the Jets' defense as they force a safety. It is now 7-5. The Broncos are up. Jets get the ball back. Jets got some momentum. And if you haven't seen any... And, and I haven't seen anything from Zach, Zach Wilson at all. He's just been handing off. The O-line hasn't been able to stop the pressure. And Zach Wilson, on their fourth drive, he gets sacked and he fumbles. But he recovers his fumble. Jets punt. Broncos third drive, first down on a gain of 25 from a screen pass. 21-yard gain from Russell Wilson on a scramble. And the Jets have been struggling all year on allowing QBs to run. They play a lot of man coverage, so their back is turned a lot to the QBs. And that comes back to haunt them. First and goal. The Jets force a field goal, man. Best red zone defense in the league. 10 to 5. Broncos are up. On the Jets' fifth drive, first down, Brees Hall. 19-yard run. Brees Hall getting a lot of touches. He's got another first down run. Dalvin Cook, finally a first down run. Probably his first of the season. Announcers talking about his slow start. They saying he missed training camp and all that good stuff because you know he was a free agent and that uh his and that he's getting his legs under him, he's rusty, and that the Jets have put a GPS over him and they saw that his speed increased week over week. His body language looks different in this game, so he's getting some good runs. He got a good first down run. Finally, he converts to the first down. Probably the first down of the whole goddamn season. But it's all right, man. Broncos get the stop after Brees Hall's running. The Jets went to Garrett Wilson. Zach could have thrown a better ball. He didn't really give Garrett a chance, but the field goal is good. Field goal is good. Zach Wilson having an all right game. The Broncos' fourth drive. The Jets commit six penalties on average. I mean, they commit four penalties per average per game, and they've committed six so far. They've committed six. First down from the Broncos. 
Jaleel McLaughlin having a big game so far as he converts. First and goal. Jets get the red zone stop. Force a field goal, 13-5. Broncos, 148 left in the first half. Two-minute two minute drill on the sixth drive for the Jets as they try to get down the field with a minute and 48 seconds left. Garrett Wilson, first down. Nice throw from Zach. Another first down to Alan Lazard. And bad news for Jet fans. As right tackle, Elijah Vera Tucker is out for the season. Elijah Vera Tucker is out for the season with a torn Achilles that he suffered in Denver. Last year, he suffered another injury in Denver that kept him out for the season as well. So we cannot have Elijah Vera Tucker playing in Denver anymore. All right, guys? That's it. Set in stone. He's not playing over there anymore. CJ Uzama gets a first down. Zach making good throws in the pocket as he converts to Lazard. And then poor time management by the Jets as they get no points at all. I mean, you can't have that. You cannot have that. You drive the ball down the field before the half, and you don't get any points? You don't get any points. Horrible decision by Zach Wilson to throw the ball in the middle of the field instead of the sideline when you have no timeouts. You have no timeouts and you're making throws to the middle of the field? You got to be kidding me, Zach Wilson. You got to be smarter than that, man. You got to be smarter than that. You got to manage the time better, and you got to convert on some points. You have to convert on some points. Jets move. Jets go out empty-handed to finish the half. Broncos up 13-8. Broncos get the ball to start off the second half. The Jets force a three and out. Nice job. Jets seventh drive. Brees Hall, 72-yard run. For a touchdown. 72-yard run from Brees Hall. Touchdown, 15-3. Giants up. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I just say the Giants? The Giants are up? You would have thought. The Giants are just a star, a sorry team right now. They're not even in the same conversation as the New York Jets right now. Like, that's how bad this team is. Like, this team could possibly be one of the worst teams in the league. And I'm over here putting them in the same conversation as the Jets. So how dare I? How dare I do that? I'll never make that mistake again, Jet fans. Sorry. But Brees Hall, 72-yard touchdown, 15-3. to 15-3, Jets are up. And the third quarter Jets is a thing, guys. Third quarter Jets is a thing, let me tell you. Brees Hall having a career day with 131 yards on 10 attempts. Broncos sixth drive. They punt. 
The Jets fumbled, but they recovered. Jets for the eighth drive. Jets running the play for the first time with a lead in the season. First down to Conklin after a good move. First down to Wilson on that Wilson to Wilson connection. Wilson gets sacked on third down and fumbles, but it's luckily recovered. This game, Zach is having a problem holding on to the ball. On throws over 2.5 seconds, he's 5 for 10. And throws under 2.5 seconds, he's 8 for 8. He's not having a good game so far. The field goal is good. The Broncos' seventh drive, they're, the Jets force a third consecutive three and out. The Jets' eighth drive, as they get the ball back for the punt, it's dropped by Xavier Gibson. And it's, retur- it's recovered by the Broncos. Broncos get the ball back, and they fumble. They fumble by themselves, trying to get cute on the play. The Jets recover. Jets recover. First down, Brees Hall, as he's just carrying this offense. And Dalvin Cook with back-to-back carries for a first down. He's looking good physically, like I said earlier. First down for Brees Hall. Jets just can't convert in the red zone against the second-worst team defending in the red zone. And the field goal is good. Six field goals coming from 30 yards or less so far in the game as both teams' offense struggling in the red zone. They just can't convert. Broncos get sacked a couple times from the Jets. They punt. The Jets' ninth drive, they start with a play action and a huge pass to Garrett for the first down. 49-yard field goal is good. 24-13 Jets. Broncos' 10th drive, Jerry Judy gets a first down. P. Ryan with a, with a big gain. First and goal, touchdown to Troutman. Broncos convert the two-point conversion, 24-21. to Jets, close game. And then the Jets' 10th drive, 38-yard gain from Conklin. Pat Sertan with an incredible interception, beating Garrett Wilson. Broncos got the ball back. For the last drive of the game, 2 minutes and 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter. First down to Cortland Sertan. 20-yard gain, huge throw on third and 15. Russell Wilson fumbles. Bryce Hall recovers to score the touchdown. Quincy Williams. Quincy Williams forcing the fumble. 31-21 Jets. And the game is over. The Giants. The oh my God! I keep mixing up the Giants. I I want the Giants to win so bad that I keep mentioning them in this freaking game when the Jets are winning. Man, New York Jets win. They go to two and three on the season. Let's go.
my overall thoughts for the game, Zach Wilson was very uh didn't even they could have won without him. They could have won without him. Zach Wilson didn't really do too much. He had a mediocre game. Didn't make that many mistakes. That was a tough interception pass. Overall, he made good decisions. Still has a problem holding on to the ball long. But he still made some good throws. Um, But he's just got to clean it up. He's got to clean it up. That port, that, that, that time management with, with getting points before the half has to be cleaned up. If it was a good team, that probably would have been a decider right there for the Jets and probably could have resulted in a loss. Let me read some of the stats for you. Read some of the stats for that game. Brees Hall had a huge game that that game. Brees Hall had 22 attempts, 177 yards. Zach Wilson went went 19 for 26 with 199 yards. Tyler Conklin had a good game. He went four, he got four receptions with 67 yards. Garrett Wilson had an all right game. He caught for 40 54 yards. Overall, you know, it was alright. The game was alright. A lot of penalties, a lot of mistakes. But, you know, good to see the Jets win. Good to see them get back into the win column. And, uh, you know, last thing. Before I get into the Bible talk, I just want to let you know what Evan Neal said. Evan Neal. O-line. Offensive lineman. Offensive lineman for the New York Giants had some comments. Had some comments to the fans after they were booing the New York Giants against the Seahawks. And this is what he said. And I quote, they were booing us. So I said, boo louder. And this is what also he said. Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's commentating the person's that's the person that's comment commenting sorry, I didn't know how to say that word for a second. Let's start all over. Evan Neal said, and I quote, Why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's commenting on my performance, what did he do? Flip hop dogs and hamburgers somewhere? He also said, and I quote, A lot of fans are bandwagoners. I mean, I get it. They want to see us perform well, and I respect all of that. But no one wants us to pers- but no one wants us to perform well more than we do. And that is how you get New Yorkers to hate you 
in three comments. I saw that post on Instagram from SNY TV. And this is another. This is a comment that somebody commented. Pretty funny. He said, I tell Evan Neal just to block the trolls on his social media. But it's become apparent that he doesn't know how to block anyone. Evan Neal, you bum. How dare you come after the fans, bro? How dare you say something like that, bro? What's wrong with flipping burgers? What's wrong with selling hot dogs? What's wrong with selling computers at Best Buy? Hmm? You think you're better than me? Hmm? You think you're better than me because you're a, a offensive lineman for the New York Giants? You think you're better than me, man? Pathetic, bro. Pathetic. And that just shows you right there, man. That just shows you, like, what kind of attitude this giant team is... Is just shows you the attitudes of the Giants. You want to... You want to... You... You, uh... You... You question, you, you you think, you think to yourself, oh, I, he's probably just upset, you know, he's going through something, he's going through a loss. Yeah, uh, Giants aren't doing good, whatever, man, you don't come at the fans, man, you don't come at the fans, man. Now they're gonna boo you even louder, bro. You better, you better start packing your stuff out of New York, man, get the hell out of here. We don't want you. We don't want you, man. Anyways, guys, before I go, let me go through the standings of the AFC and the NFC, which I forgot to do at the beginning. Just a little all over the place this episode. It's all good, but we're still getting some content out. In the NFC, after week five in the NFC East, you got the Philadelphia Eagles leading the division 5-0. and in the NFC South, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leading that division at 3-1. and one. In the NFC North, you got the Detroit Lions leading that division at 4-1. and one. And in the NFC West, you got the San Francisco 49ers leading that division at 5-0. and oh. In the AFC, in the AFC East, you got the Miami Dolphins leading that division at 4-1. and one. AFC South... You got a two-way tie between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts, both tied at 3-2. and two. In the AFC North, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore tied at 3-2. and two. In the AFC West, you got the Kansas City Chiefs leading that division at 4-1. At and one. So that's all for the football segment, guys. I'll catch you guys, catch you guys in the next week for football. Now let's get into the Bible talk. Let's read a couple, read a couple, uh, read a couple, read a couple scripts. You know, I gotta go soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for making it all the way down to the Bible talk. Probably one of my favorite segments. In this whole show, spreading the gospel, man, spreading the gospel, spreading the love. 
the love. And if I'm going to be honest, I forgot where we left off. All right, guys, we found it. Exodus 13. Let's get it, man. Let's get right into it. I'm only going to read one, maybe two. Because the night is young, the day is young, man. But let's get it, guys. Exodus 13, continuing. Then the Lord said to Moses, You must give me every male in Israel who is his mother's first child. That means that every firstborn baby boy and every firstborn male animal will be mine. Moses said to the people, Remember this day. You were slaves in Egypt. But on this day, the Lord used his great power and made you free. You must not eat bread without yeast. You must not eat bread with yeast. Today, in the month of Abib, you are leaving Egypt. The Lord made a special promise to your ancestors. He promised to give you the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. After the Lord leads you to the land filled with many good things, then you must remember this day. You must have a special day of worship on this day, during the first, during the first month of every year. For seven days you must eat only bread without yeast. On the seventh day, there will be a great festival to show honor to the Lord. So for seven days you must not eat any bread made with yeast. There must be no bread with yeast any place in your land. On this day, you should tell your children, we are having this festival because the Lord took me out of Egypt. This festival will help you remember. It will be like a string tied on your hand. It will be like a sign before your eyes. This festival will help you remember the Lord's teachings. It will help you remember that the Lord used his great power to take you out of Egypt. So remember this festival every year at the right time. The Lord will lead you into the land he promised to give you. The Canaanites live there now. But God promised your ancestors that he would give you this land. When that happens, you must remember to give the Lord every firstborn boy. And every male animal that is firstborn must also be given to the Lord. Every firstborn donkey can be brought back. You can offer a lamb and keep the donkey. If you don't want to buy the donkey like this, if you don't want to buy back the donkey like this, then you must break its neck to kill it. But every firstborn baby boy must be brought back from the Lord. In the future, your children will all ask you why you do this. They will say, what does this all mean? And you will answer, the Lord used his great power to save us from Egypt. We were his slaves in that place, but he let us out and brought us here. In Egypt, Pharaoh was stubborn and refused to let us leave. So the Lord killed every firstborn in the land. The Lord killed the firstborn males, animals, and human. That is why I give every firstborn male animal to the Lord. 
And that is why I buy back each of my firstborn sons from him. This is like a string tied on your hand, like a sign in front of your eyes. It helps you remember that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his great power. Pharaoh made the people leave Egypt. God did not let the people take the road leading to the land of the Philistines. That road by the Mediterranean Sea is the shortest way. But God said, if the people go that way, they will have to fight. Then they might change their minds and go back to Egypt. So God led them another way through the desert by the Red Sea. The Israelites were dressed for war when they left Egypt. Moses carried the bones of Joseph with him. Before Joseph died, he made the Israelites promise to do this for him. He said, When God saves you, remember to carry my bones with you out of Egypt. The Israelites left Sakoth and camped near Etham. Etham was near the desert. The Lord led the way. During the day, he used a tall cloud to lead the people. And during the night, he used a tall column of fire to lead the way. This fire gave them the light so that they could also travel at night. The cloud was always with them during the day. And the column of fire was always with them at night. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of episode 24, Kobe. <laughs> Guys, thank you, thank you. We made it to episode 24, episode 25. Coming soon to own on DVD. Nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you for listening. Episode 24 concluded. Hope you guys enjoyed. Catch you guys in the next one. Don't forget to keep an eye on the... Uh, the NLDS and the ALDS game, uh, we got game threes going on. Well, actually, game four from the Strohs and the, Ash, uh, the the Twins. And game three from the Phillies, Braves, and Diamonds, and Diamondback and Dodgers. And last thing before I go, guys. Last thing before I go, Charles Oliveira. UFC number one lightweight contender in the world has pulled out. Against Islam Makhachev. Charles Oliveira has pulled out against Islam Makhachev. And Volkanovsky is filling in. Alexander Volkanovsky is filling in on one week's notice. To face Islam Makhachev for the lightweight championship. Wow! And last but not least, Paula Costa. Oh my, he's so pathetic. Used to be a big fan of him, but he's, he's hard to be a fan of him, man. He's so pathetic. Has also pulled out. Paulo Costa has also pulled out against... Hamzat Shimaev, but Kamaru Usman has filled in. Oh my God. Talk about Kamaru Usman, man, trying to get to the top. And he's, yo, 
He's going out there to face Hamzat Shamayev, man. Wow! Shout out to Dana White for not panicking and adapting and doing what he does best and putting together the best fights. Wow, man. Wowie, wow, wow. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 24. Catch you guys in the next one, 25. God bless. Enjoy, guys. Let's get it.